Hello. And welcome back to the New Arc podcast, episode seven, is it? Yeah. Seven, eight? Yeah. Seven, Something I think. like that. Seven. There we have it. And today we're talking about ferrets. Which, I mean, it's going to be an interesting conversation because I knew very little about ferrets coming into this. You don't get them in Australia, of course. Right. Which is a bit of a shame, I think. They're, they're, they're not bad as, as animals go. Yeah, they the seem. Session they, seem they seem like the kind of animals that would be in Australia. I'm very surprised to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. <laughs> ferrets, yeah. Well, I think if you add a, a pouch on, sir pouch on, then they could just about pass. Yeah. We get some cool animals. Numbats are cool. <laughs> that I, I will allow them on the ark. Right. But we won't ever debate them, so I'm safe there. Okay. But, but before we do get started with this week's episode, we have another amazing, important announcement to oh, make. Oh, wow, okay. Drum roll, please. Yep. For cats. It, it's, it's about Whoa, cats. Okay. You have guessed it. And cats are not making it on board the ark. Oh, <laughs> I demand. So I demand about this. I demand a recount. This is the dodgiest it was so result. Close. This is the dodgiest so, result. So close. Did you have like 20 devices where you voted against? Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm so, so happy that cats are making it on board. This feels like a huge victory for me. I, I mean, foxes, I thought you would win, but cats, I thought I'd no hope with whatsoever. So I, I'm definitely taking that win to heart. Cats are not coming. They're going to die with the coming flood, the coming apocalypse, be left on Earth. How close was it? Close. Like Brexit close? Or, like literally one vote off 50-50, I think. Like proper, proper close. Re recount. Like that is just... Recount, yeah. Recount. <laughs> that needs a manual recount and an audit. I don't know if I can accept a world where cats aren't coming with us. Poor cats, poor cats. So it means you're just going to have to argue even harder this week for ferrets. It's, it's going to be a tough one uh, all round, I imagine. But since you chose this week's subject, since you are the, the ferret meister, I will allow you to state your case. Dude, you've thrown me off with the cat thing. I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. That is just not on. Whew. Okay, ferrets, ferrets, ferrets. Right. So before, like, we things, like, I'll, I'll share a couple of interesting facts that I came across in my research because I did not know these things, and hopefully they're, they're interesting. So firstly, pretty basic stuff. Ferrets are part of the weasel family, along with badgers, mm. otters, and wolverines. Super interesting, because I didn't even think they were part of the same family. Um, badgers and otters and wolverines. But, cool. Here's a question for you. Did you know what a group of ferrets is referred to? It's called a, a business. I do know this, because I came across it. 
What? It's, it's a pretty cool collective noun, isn't it? Business. A business of ferrets. So, straight up, I'm like, we need a business of ferrets on the Ark and on Earth 2.0. So that's like a really, really big plus for them, I reckon. Um, and then here's another question you may or may not have come across. And this becomes... This, this becomes even more important now, given that cats haven't made it, and we haven't yet debated dogs. Ferrets are the third most popular household pet amongst Americans. Mm-hmm. So technically, if ferrets don't make it, and cats have already not made it, and we may or may not ever debate dogs, which means they may never make it. Americans will just boycott Earth 2.0. I mean, is that a huge <laughs> loss? <laughs> That's another debate. Do you bring Americans or not? I, I, I think you're arguing for my side right now. We don't get any Americans on Earth 2.0 if, if we disallow ferrets. That, that does surprise me. You say they're the third most popular yeah, pet. So I would have I'll... thought something like snakes or goldfish or tigers or whatever come in number three. I suppose there's a quite a big drop-off between two and three, I'm guessing. I think dogs and cats mm. dominate market share for pets. And then ferrets, you know, they're business. So, so they're number three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, hey, interesting. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, a few few little factoids, but I think in and amongst the facts, there's a couple of quite strong cases, a business case for why they should be there, and also the fact that they are they make for great pets, and we need pets on Earth 2.0 because life without pets is just man, it's just is it even worth living? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I, I did, as I say, I came across the the business collective mm. noun in my research. I'm very skeptical of collective nouns. Mm. I will mm. say this from the outset, as a zoologist, as a naturalist, I can say that nobody seriously uses these collective nouns. They are pure trivia and nothing else. They have no pragmatic value. And any self-respecting zoologist who says a business of ferrets will be laughed out of the room. <laughs> but apart from that, it's quite quaint. So I-, I will concede you that point. The point I'm not so sure about is ferrets as pets. Because I, I had this moment as-, as I was researching for this show when I came across quite quite a few articles that said ferrets make for lovely pets. They sleep for 18 hours a day. They're great for working professionals. You leave them and they're quite content. Uh, whilst you go out, do a full day's work, they'll be very excited when you come home. And, and then I started actually reading these articles and beyond the first maybe one, two lines, they all say ferrets make for incredibly demanding, not very pleasant pets to have. So, I mean, it seems like they're quite a good package artificially, superficially, uh, ferrets, but, but they don't really, they don't really work overall. Americans, so, would, Americans would disagree with you, mate. Yeah, you think, but all these articles say that they'll deliberately go behind the back of sofas and then they'll be crushed to death when you sit down 
and they'll go into tiny crevices in the walls. They have like zero common sense. They also have zero homing instinct. So when you lose them, they'll never find their way back home. You do literally have to put them on a leash to walk them, which I think makes you look ridiculous. <laughs> uh, anecdotal evidence. Yesterday I was walking without a ferret and I came across like a lost pet sign. You know how people paste them up on like yeah. lampposts? I literally came across one of those signs for three lost ferrets. Whoa. So this is the sort of pet they are. We'll take them on the ark, they will disappear. We will never see them again. Well, it just shows that the owner of the ferrets was being irresponsible. We on the ark will be responsible. So the ferrets will be well contained and they won't escape. Um, you know, it's always, always down to the human. You know, you can't, you know, you can't ever blame the pet. You know, if a dog bites another dog, it's the human. It's not the dog. Um, you know, and the dogs get put down, but the humans don't. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> interesting point. Yeah, which is incredibly unfair. Um, so, yeah, same. I think with the ferrets, you know, um, the business of ferrets, the three of them, got lost. Human's fault. Not theirs. Mm -hmm. Well, that one I'm definitely adding to my quote list for the humans episode debate. <laughs> Dogs get put down, the humans don't. We should start putting down humans for irresponsible pet ownership. Well, you, definitely. You, you can't put down animals for just being themselves. Yeah. Or being badly yeah, yeah. trained, you know? Um, but okay, so homing instincts, fine. But don't worry, we've got plenty of animals aboard the ark already that have fantastic homing instincts um so so you know we don't need another uh but ferrets are smart and curious i'm sure you came across this in your research uh they respond to their names another reason why they make for fantastic pets they can learn various behaviors including using litter boxes which is again fantastic for pets um they've got an inquisitive nature you know, they like to investigate new areas, new people, pets and toys. This is why they are the number three pet in America. And I'm sure they would be up there in Australia as well, but you guys don't have them. That's why they're not pets, because you don't have access to them. But where there are ferrets, they are really good pets. They're super cute. Um, I saw more ferret photos this week than I have in my entire life put together. And they are bloody cute. They've actually made me think... Ooh, wonder if my cat would get on with the ferret. So I need to look into that. But, you know, they could be a good pet. It would work in my flat. Um, yeah, man, smart, curious, makes fantastic pets. Why not? We, we need more. Why not? We need more pets aboard the Ark to keep us company on our journey and on Earth 2.0. Well, I'll tell you why not. <laughs> <laughs> there are many reasons why not. They're murderous. They're nymphomaniacs. They are... Here you go again. They are conniving and evil. I mean, generally, the, the perspective I've come out with upon ferrets is that they have the worst traits of dogs and cats. 
You're right. They're, they're quite similar to dogs and cats, these domestic pets. Mm-hmm. And they do everything that dogs and cats do mm-hmm. on paper, mm-hmm. supposedly. Mm-hmm. But they have this this sort of predatory, evil, malicious side from cats. And they also have, like, the impulsiveness of dogs, uh, this attention-seeking behaviour. So I, I, I think that's quite a bad combination overall. I think ferrets definitely have a bit to answer for. You know, ferrets, of course, are the original uh, fox in the hen house uh, routine. They literally in, invade hen houses, steal the eggs. Uh, they were an absolute menace to farmers for thousands and thousands of years hated universally across Europe. I mean, Boritus, which is the Latin from which ferret comes, means little thief. So, <laughs> if you're going to bring someone called Robber Robbery onto the Ark, you are literally asking for trouble, aren't you? It's back to foxes, they're calling wolf, literally. It's just, it's just bad sign, bad sign. Well, you said they were hated historically mm. does that mean they're no longer hated because they're loving household pets <laughs> twisting my words around <laughs> <laughs> they, they are still hated by farmers in, in their wild form so uh, the important distinction with ferrets european ferrets are domesticated from polecats american ferrets are a wild species so two two different mm-hmm. ferrets two different situations so european ferrets were domesticated by folks about two thousand years ago but from polecats from these wild uh, relatives who did raid farms kill hens kill their eggs eat them or cause havoc in in the hen house and they, the the polecats are still very much hated. They are not friendly. They are not cute. They are certainly no cuter than pocket foxes, which we already have on board. Ferret racing is certainly a worse sport than laser jetpack fox hunting, which we already have on Earth 2.0. So, I, I mean, I don't see where ferrets come in. What's the point of ferrets, after all? They are loving affectionate and friendly, right? (laughs) Rubbish! They are, and we need those types of animals with us. They, They enhance our lives. They bond really quickly with owners and families. They're good with other ferrets and other pets on the whole. They love interacting with people. Um, you know, apparently they adjust to the kind of the sleeping waking schedules around the owners which is super considerate but again super convenient and super um what's the word um you know it's it's important pet um pet behavior and i think you know um uh, it's just i think we underplay these kind of like soft skills you know what i said my argument is going to be built around more kind of soft skills and and ferrets have them all you know uh the reason they kind of sync with the owner's sleep wake schedules and this is just so adorable 
is that so that they can be awake and ready to play when the owners are around and available to engage with them. Like, come on, man. Like, that is just considerate and adorable. And I for, call bullshit on that. Dude, you you can't call bullshit on it. it, it this, these, these are like testimonies firsthand from ferret owners. And you, having lived in Australia... Yeah, who are obviously the most reliable source, ferret owners. The ferrets do it so they get fed by their <laughs> owners. Simple as that. It's not so they can play with their owners. No, the owners, clear, you're not giving the owners any credit. Like, they are observing the ferrets over a period of time, and this is the conclusion that they've reached. Now, fair, there's going to be some bias within that, I suppose, but compared to somebody who's never seen a ferret because he lives in Australia, like, you know, you can't you can't call bullshit on it, mate. Like, you have very little first-hand Ooh. ferret experience. How much first-hand ferret experience do you have, Saf? I want to hear all about it. I I have seen <laughs> ferrets in the flesh. Um, actually, Ooh. on on Park Street, this is he's. I haven't seen him for a little while now. But there's a dude that walks his ferret on a leash um, up Park Street in Bristol, and I've seen this many times. It's pretty cool, actually. Pretty cute. Um, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, so I hope him and the ferret are well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've at least seen, seen some in the flesh. I could completely see walking a ferret on a leash. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I mean, back in Australia, I, I kept uh, bearded dragons, which were kind of lizard. Mm-hmm. And the people we bought them from actually did take them out on leashes and walk them around. <laughs> And I think you have to be, I mean, this was literally a mad cat lady who was doing it. Absolutely had a dozen cats in her house alongside these bearded dragons. Mm-hmm. But you, you, that is the sort of person you have to be to take a ferret out on a leash and walk it. I think a ferret is, well, as we've already established, closer to cats and dogs, m- much more so than a bearded dragon. Um, and so I think it's the same okay. size. It's, it's the right. same size as a bearded dragon. Size doesn't matter. Like, have you seen, like, those, like... I've seen dogs that are the size, like... They're, like, six inches. Like, the pocket chihuahua stuff being walked. And, like... Yeah, and people look stupid walking those as well. <laughs> Let me be very, very clear. So, so you concluded that you can only walk animals of a certain size... Like, that's massively discriminatory. And, uh, you know, like, that's gonna, you've just invited a lot of hate. I hope you don't get cancelled. I hope the podcast doesn't get cancelled off the back of such comments. Um, but, nah, I think walking a ferret is fair game. We'll, we'll have to you, agree to you. disagree. Okay. Uh, I'm happy with that. Another thing I will fervently disagree with is your claim that ferrets are liking and lovable and great at these soft skills. Do you want me to tell you just how great ferrets are at these soft skills? Yeah, go on. I'll tell you a little story. 
In this story, there is a black-footed ferret. This is the American kind of ferret, the wild right. ones. Right. Mr. Black-footed ferret has a family. He loves them very much, but his family don't have a home. So he goes for a little wander around the American prairie lands. And he finds a nice burrow, a nice warm, cosy burrow in which his family might make a home. Okay. But wait, there's someone in this burrow. It's Mr. Prairie Dog and his family. Lots and lots of little prairie dogs and Mrs. Prairie Dog and Aunt Prairie Dog and Uncle Prairie Dog and Great Batilda the mad batty cat woman prairie dog and all of her friends. But Mr. Blackfooted Ferret needs this burrow for his family. So he kills all the prairie dogs and takes the burrow for himself. The end. Sounds like what humans have done throughout all of history don't see where there's moral high ground at, at least he was doing it for his family and it was just his primary residence he wasn't just doing it for fun or to like expand his empire house. yeah exactly yeah. so great story about a enterprising ferret who did right by his family so what you're telling me is humans go out, murder their neighbours, and take their houses. That's what humans have always done. Remind me which neighbourhood you live in. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not happening today, but for the longest time, that is what happened, at scale. Villages rather than houses, you know? You think, you think... Yeah, going out, murdering your neighbours, stealing their houses is a bit of a stretch, even with the human analogy. And you're right, most human analogies make animals look very, very good. But I think <laughs> even by human standards, going out, murdering your neighbour, stealing their house is probably frowned upon. And it wasn't even a neighbour because it wasn't like ferret on ferret crime, right? This was like interspecies. So really, if you look at it that way... It's, well, we've just, we've just, ferrets just got the moral high ground um, because we do this, you know, when we go and destroy the rainforest or whatever, um, destroy all of the other animals' homes. We don't do it for our family because we need a home. We just do it for profit. I could narrate you a similar story about Mr. Human, uh, but it would just be super long <laughs> and it would be super depressing. Um, and, you know, so I'll, I'll save you that. But some, suddenly the ferret, Mr. Ferret's crime doesn't seem so criminal after all. You think you think mm. we can forgive Mr. Blackfooted Ferret for murdering his neighbours and stealing their house? Yeah, okay. not, not, not his neighbours, not his fellow ferret, just 
Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest ferret. Do you want me to tell you something out something else about black footed ferrets? Feels like you're focusing an awful lot on a specific type of ferret. To be fair, there are only two types of ferrets. <laughs> so. I do have to focus somewhat <laughs> on the worst kind. Well, I, I spent the first half focusing on the European ones, to be fair. Okay, okay. But black-footed ferrets are also the first animals, uh, first endangered animals to have been cloned in okay. the US. Okay. So we actually don't need to bring them on the ark at all. Really, if you think about it, because, I mean, it's very simply what they've done is they've taken some of the cells from a, a dead uh, ferret, a ferret that died about 30 years ago, and they've reanimated them, brought them back to life, put them in an egg, made them into stem cells, planted them into a surrogate mother, and it's given birth to this new cloned ferret called Elizabeth Ann. Wow. So, I mean, with technology like that, why on earth would we bother to bring the ferrets onto the Ark when you can just bring a, a vial full of ferret cells and when we get to Earth 2.0, given we will be a super technologically advanced hyperhuman race, we can just bring back ferrets to life well, at the end of the journey. And, I mean, if we planted them then into a surrogate box mother, that's like twice the size, we can have twice as many ferrets. We can have like 30 ferrets instead of 15. Be even better on the other side. You make a good point, and, you know, one could argue that this could be stretched or this could apply to every animal, which makes our arc exped no. expedition redundant because we could do that with every animal given our sufficiently advanced technology and that's not uh, true though why well we've tried to clone lots of animals and most of them we failed so like one of the first animals we tried to clone uh, was an ibex like a wild mountain goat mm -hmm. which is substantially larger mm -hmm. and of course the they made like a hundred eggs um, one of them result in a successful birth so very low odds and that one uh, birthed ibex had a deformed lung it was called cecilia something like that and it died within several hours so most of these animal cloning experiments go horribly wrong they don't work at all ferrets are one of the few that we have managed to successfully clone and we could hypothetically do so again at Earth 2.0. We haven't brought back mammoths. We haven't got Jurassic Park going yet. So we cannot have larger animals cloned. Gotcha. So so your argument, if I'm correct, is that you'd like to bring on board a vial of ferret cells on in, in place of an actual ferret. Is that fair to say? I think from my ferret rearing manual guide online reading experience, that would probably be a better state of affairs. Right. So technically, you want to bring a ferret to Earth 2.0. And, no, and that's you, not true. You, you, well, <laughs> you want to...
bring them and clone them on Earth 2.0? I- I'm arguing this on a technicality, <laughs> which is that if we are instead bringing a vial full of ferret cells, i.e. some dead skin flakes from a ferret or some hairs or whatever, then that is not bringing a ferret on board the Ark. So we don't, we can vote against bringing ferrets on board the Ark and say that those animals we'd vote against, we can just bring a vial full of their cells on board in case we change our minds at a, at a later date. Right, okay, okay. Uh, well, let me, fine. So that's, you know, that kind of makes sense if, you know, all we needed the ferrets for on Earth 2.0 was for some medicinal purposes or to like harvest organs or things of that nature. But that is not what ferrets are for. They are playful. They are entertaining. They are quiet, right? These are the exactly the qualities. Not to forget my earlier point that they are loving, affectionate, and friendly, and smart and curious. Murderous. So these are all attributes that we want on board the Ark because they make for fantastic pets. The journey is going to be long. It's going to be arduous. You know, so it's not about having ferrets on Earth 2.0 for for some utility. It's about the company. They're going to entertain us. They'll jump, climb, scamper, and do the weasel war dance when they get excited. This is going to be fantastic for our YouTube streaming. They're quiet, so they would, you know, sleep most of the day. They won't disturb us whilst we're doing important arc strategic discussions. You know, they're playful, um, and we've already covered how wonderfully loving and affectionate they are, and playful, and friendly, and make for fantastic pets. So, leave them on board so that we, the crew, have amazing pets, especially given that cats didn't make the cut. So we now literally need ferrets more than we've ever needed ferrets on board the Ark. I will agree with you in a very, very limited capacity, provided that you replace the words kind and loving with sex crazed nymphomaniacs. Because this is essentially what ferrets are. This is what we're going to end up streaming on our YouTube channel. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure you've come across this in your research, but the only fact that the internet seems to know about ferrets is that if a female ferret goes into heat uh, and can't find a mate, then it dies. Or if it doesn't have sex for a year, it dies. So, I mean, their, their entire lives literally are driven by these sexual, which are in, in themselves quite uh, horrific to watch by all accounts. So without going into too much graphic detail, the, the male genitalia is hockey shaped. So like a hockey club, it, it's got a, a bend in it, which locks into the female genitalia. So, that, I mean, they literally can't separate. Uh, they're locked in, in the act for hours on an end. And it's, uh, quite uh, aggressive that their mating rituals, this foreplay they engage in, lots of biting, scratching, dragging, etc. Uh, very loud, very aggressive, quite disturbing. Not great 
YouTube content. Dare I say? I mean, you can disagree. We can go that way with our YouTube channel. It's, it's, it's a bit of a tangent off of uh, Pocket Foxes, but if you're up for it, I'll take you on. Second channel. Second channel. Dif <laughs> different audience. You know what? It'll be interesting to see which content gets more views. Um, so, so from a monetization perspective, again, you know, hey, what happens between two consenting ferrets is none of my business. <laughs> you told me last week that animals <laughs> can't consent. If you change your mind already. <laughs> we had a whole debate about this. You said animals can't engage in consensual sex. <laughs> Except for ferrets. Except for ferrets, we're going to make an exception. Okay. Because, so as, you, are because all good. as you said, you know, the female ferret may die if it doesn't have sex. So, like, that is, this is about survival. Mm -hmm. And, you know, biologically, if your survival depends on it, then kind of the survival gene, it's consent. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an indirect way to consent. Do you think? Do you think? I'm just thinking if, if all humans were ferrets, how history would be so very different. I mean, you wouldn't get ties of celibacy. You wouldn't have any religious orders. You'd have an entirely different world order. It would come about with our human ferrets. It'd be quite interesting. I, I can write a, a book, The Revised Human History, if we were all ferrets. Yeah, I suppose you could. What a world that would be! Loving, affectionate, and friendly, mate. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is more wow. than which is more than we can say for the state of affairs right now. So, Ooh, political satire. That's that's a new tone for the podcast. <laughs> Okay, well, I have one final damning indictment of ferrets to mm -hmm. bring before you, mm -hmm. and that is God himself did not want them to be abundant aboard the ark. He, he was very, very specific about this, okay? And I, I think we have to give a little bit of weight to the OG ark, Alanoah, which was built per God's instructions and therefore per his request in designing the Ark 2.0 for, for our new voyage. Right. I mean, God himself said very specifically, we allowed seven of each of the clean animals and two of the unclean animals. So he really likes these clean animals, which are most animals. And then the unclean animals are things like uh, eels, snails, bats, vultures, and ferrets. So he, I mean, these are the ugly, horrible, unlikable animals, and ferrets are one of these unclean animals, as dictated by God himself. And he wanted two of them on board the ark, right? Instead of seven. Well, I mean, that, that's like a... That, that, that's a, a grudging compensation move, I think, on God's part. 
he has said he needs all of the animals on board the Ark. He can't go back on that, so he has to bring them. And then he realises there are the vultures, the bats, the snails, the eels, which he doesn't actually want to save, which he doesn't want to bring on board. So he says, OK, go on, chuck in two of them, just in case. We'll, we'll allow that many on board. But the ones, the, the clean animals, which he brings seven of, those are the ones he really wants on board. He sounds like he needs to improve his communication skills and also not flip-flop so much on what he says. Sounds like a politician, this god. <laughs> you are going down for that comment. God sounds like a politician. Well, he does in this instance because he's, you know, saying things he doesn't want and he's, you know, trying to stick by his words, but trying to move the goalposts and all that stuff. But ultimately, black or white, God, going by your your argument, we're going to give the original Ark, Noah and God, some weight, some historical precedence. Two ferrets made it upon the Ark. And all I'm arguing for is for two ferrets to make it upon the Ark. 2.0. No. So... No. It is. God, God said they were unclean animals. And I mean, you're, you're right, to some extent, God is like a politician. To the extent that he has to say things which are catchy and memorable. He can't say, I want an ark which has sheep and rats and snakes and foxes and cats and dogs and oxen and a million other animals and then he can list the seven million he doesn't want. That, that's not going to happen, because he has to say things which can be written down on slabs of stone, like the Seven Commandments, so that they can be carried down mountainsides and recited by his followers. He can't say no ferrets, because that would look like he's vindictive and petty. Well, he clearly is, but he's... Well, <laughs> you know, if, that, if you say one thing and mean another, then, you know, that's not a great look. But, you know, it made it aboard the Ark. And also this notion of, like, clean, unclean, come on. we Like, I don't think we can have that level of discrimination on Earth 2.0. Uh, you know, every, every animal, you know, every being on Earth 2.0 should be treated well and accepted they have their place, uh, you know, and my final, final argument in terms of, you know, why ferrets need to come on board the Ark as our pet is they have distinct personalities. Like humans, you know, every ferret is unique. Uh, some are independent, some are very cuddly, uh, but each is an individual. And I think, especially in light of this, we cannot, you know, just lump them all into a ferret. That's like saying all humans are a certain way. We're not. There's a range, and that's what makes it beautiful, the tapestry of life. And it's the same with ferrets, and it's the same with all animals that we should accept and welcome aboard the Ark because they all have their individual traits and individual characteristics that they bring to enrich the Earth 2.0 experience. I, I don't think we can be so discriminatory and, and judge them based on our criteria of they're not 
cute or which they are ferrets are super cute so that's not an issue but you know they're clean or unclean or bloody blah, blah they they're nymphomaniacs or whatever doesn't matter doesn't matter they're all god's animals on god's earth and they all deserve a place on god's earth 2.0 it's interesting to see you at one point <laughs> criticising God, stating he's a politician, and then quoting religious scriptures to close out your, your arguments. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like sort of turning on yourself within a paragraph. Be- because I, I, I'm, I'm focusing on God's weaknesses at one point, hmm. but, then, but then I'm also giving him the benefit of the doubt. Okay, okay. Lovely. Uh, I think we've worked out who is the politician amongst God, myself and you. <laughs> Be that as it may, I mean, you are right. Ferrets have their own personalities. Some are curious, some are cute, and some are complete bastards. So Same as humans. It's just uh, Yeah, so, same as humans. But there is, there is good reason for them being unclean. Historically, they are very well known for stinking. That is where their Latin name comes from. They're called the musk-bearing stinking thief. A scientific name, also known as the foul mart, stink martin, alternative names for them. So, I mean, inescapably, they smell awful. They are malicious, evil creatures who are murderous nymphomaniacs with poor characters poor judgment and even poorer pet credentials i knew you were going to bring up the smell thing that is only the case when they are not muted and the thing is we are in the 21st century we're talking about pet parrot ferrets that we're going to bring aboard the ark they're all going to be snipped so it's fine all going to be neutered and die from lack of sex i like it yeah yeah it, it addresses many of your complaints in one go. Oh, very nice, very nice. Well, I think you know what we're going to have to do. We are going to have to leave it up to our listeners whether we bring ferrets, hobs and gills and kits aboard, whether we have uh, a business atmosphere on board the Ark, heading to Earth 2.0, or whether we avoid the murderous nymphomaniacs with poor judgment and poorer characters. So I think you know which way to vote. Ferris are definitely not coming on board, but whichever way you may feel, head to at New Archives, wherever you find your social media garbage, and put a comment in on a post there. Let us know. We will tally up all your results and realise that ferrets are definitely not coming on board. (laughs) And with that said, we will see you next week for another episode when we are discussing... Cats again. A recount. (laughs) Cats again. When we're discussing pigeons and Saf is going to be very sad again because he's going to find that we're not bringing elephants on board. Elephants we're going to find out themselves for next week. Do you think elephants are coming on board? Oh. What's your prediction? Uh, I think they will. I think they will. You think they will? I think Self-confident. they will. Self-confident. There you yep. go. Yep. So 
we'll see whether Seth's confidence holds water. Vote for or against elephants if you're listening to this very late. If you're listening to this the week it comes out, it won't matter. Elephants have already been disallowed on the Ark. But regardless, keep on following along. Hit subscribe where you find your podcasts. And we will see you next week for Pigeons. Goodbye. Goodbye.